Give Jesus all the praise this morning. Come on, he's good. He's good. I'm about to tell you how good he is, but give him some praise. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Adam Harold, and my adorable wife, Tanya, and I have the privilege of leading this community we call the Refuge Church. 11 o'clock, look at you. Good job. Way to turn out today. I am so happy that you're here with us. Thank you so much for being here. If you fill out that card in front of you, I'll send you a card in the mail to say thank you so much for your time today. Um, I do have a big announcement. We've been building it up for about five weeks now uh, because that's what we like to do around here. However, before I get there, I've got an even bigger announcement that we didn't even anticipate coming. And that was, so many of you that were here last Sunday, you, um, you witnessed us receiving a love offering for our friend Luke Walters. It wasn't for Luke, it was for uh, the churches of Israel, because tomorrow morning uh, he is flying out to Israel to minister to the churches there. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but Israel's at war. So, uh, um, so because he's going there and he's a friend of ours, he speaks here uh, about once, uh, once or twice a year. And um, he told me, he's like, I'm going to Israel and I want to take some money with me. In fact, I want to take $10,000 with me. And uh, would, you, would you partner with me? Would you, would you help us? And so um, last week we received a love offering. And I'm happy to report that we were able to receive all $10,000 last Sunday. Come on. <laughs> Only God. Because of your generosity we were able to do that. I would have never imagined that we could raise $10,000 in one year. Um, and it's just absolute, sorry, in one day. <laughs> one year I could imagine. <laughs> but one day I just can't even fathom. And God is just so good and through your generosity. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, now, for that big announcement, are you ready for it? Uh, we've been anticipating it for five years. You've already heard it. You've been in the last two services. So, uh, <laughs> so big announcement. Today, I am announcing that in 2024, April of 2024, we will be going on our first missions trip to the Dominican Republic. So... The dates, the dates are... Uh, April the 25th through May 1st, and uh, if you want to put them on your calendar. Now, I don't have an interest meeting scheduled yet, um, so I'll announce that next Sunday as far as when we'll meet and some more details as far as that if you're interested in going. Now, I, I can tell you, um, we've got room for about, um, uh, so we've got room for 20 people, but um, I'm, I'm saying... I, I'm more comfortable around the numbers of 12 to 15 people can go on this first trip, and we'll see how it goes. And um, again, we're, connect, we're, we're partnering with an organization called Connect Caribbean Mission. Connect Caribbean Mission has a villa in Dominican Republic that we'll stay at. Um, they've got food and everything's included, but um, it's going to cost money. It's going to cost somewhere between $1,600 and $2,000 per person. So um, we know, you know, so there's enough runway that we can raise some money and, uh, and that sort of thing. So 
Uh, there'll be more details on that at our interest party that I'll announce, or interest meeting. I'm used to interest parties, but um, we'll, we'll party it up, you know. So um, all the details will be given about that next week. Now, i got to be honest with you. This is not the first time that we've had a mission trip to the DR scheduled. Um, this is the second time. The first time was in 2020. 2020. You know what happened, right? So I don't have to tell the rest of that story. I'm not going to say the C word, but that's what happened. So, um, so this is the second time. And I, it hit me in the last two services that um, 2024 is also an election year. So hopefully we go. Uh, you never know what's going to happen during an election year. So, um, you know, we just, we trust God that, that it's going to happen. And so mark your calendars, 2024, April 25th through May 1st. But why are we announcing it today? The reason we're announcing it today is because today is sponsor, Sponsorship Sunday. I've struggled to say it every service. Sponsorship Sunday. Um, and, and so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what that is. And then we're going to get into Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 um, through uh, whatever it is. What is it? Matthew 9, 35 through 38. We're going to look at those scriptures in just a moment. You can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app, if you will, uh, if you want to. All of today's notes are available for you there, along with some uh, other announcements, uh, or sorry, not other announcements, but other ways to sponsor kids. Because I'm happy to report, uh, and we announced it before um, in the the previous weeks leading up to this, we announced that if you want to sponsor a kid, you're going to have to show up for the first two services uh, because by the third service, they'll probably all be gone. And um, I was told there were no more, uh, no more profiles out there to be sponsored. And then um, someone came up to me and were like, hey, uh, Pastor Adam, did you have a, a booklet on, on stage with you? And I said, yeah, but I brought them both out here. And they were like, oh, shoot. Then one, one got out the door. And this is the biggest, like, biggest thing. These books can't leave, the, leave uh, the property without us having the most important sponsorship information that's in the booklet that's in there. And so I'm, I'm telling you that this is the last one we have. And so we're going to talk about sponsorship and what it looks like. And then after service, while you sing the last song, I'm going to go and I'm going to hang it up outside. And the first one to get to it gets to sponsor it. It's going to be a race. It's going to be awesome. Um, no one can leave before that song is over. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so with all that said, there is online sponsorship available. And you can find those details on the on, uh the YouTube, the YouVersion Bible app, um, there's, there, there's a couple links there. You can go there. Um, there are, listen, there are hundreds of kids in the Dominican Republic that need sponsored. I'm going to talk to you about what it means to sponsor a child uh, for a little while, and then we'll get into the scriptures. So um, in October of 2019, uh, we at the Refuge Church, we were meeting in the high school. Did anybody, did anybody attend our first sponsorship Sunday, some of you? Um, and in that first week, we were meeting in the high school, and Connect Caribbean Mission came up and, um, and kind of presented the whole thing. And I interviewed one of their pastors on stage, and, um, and it, was, it was great. We sponsored that day 33 kids and what an amazing time. Like, our church was a lot smaller at that time. 
and, um, and, and we were able to sponsor 33. Today, we've, we've only had 21 to sponsor. Uh, in 2021, we were setting up and tearing down outside, and we did a sponsorship Sunday, and we sponsored another 13 kids. And so our total was 46, and today um, we'll sponsor another 21 kids because um, we partner with the local church. I'm going to get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me talk to you a little bit about what sponsorship looks like. So sponsorship is for $39 a month. You, you give um, to an organization called One Child, uh, and that $39 a month goes to help giving kids biblical education. It helps provide meals for them. It helps provide, and I can't emphasize this one enough, medical and dental care. So a lot of people in the Dominican Republic don't have medical and and dental care, uh, but this $39 a month, if you've noticed, $39 goes a long ways in the Dominican Republic. Um, $39 a month covers biblical education, meals, medical and dental care, tutoring, fun and friendships, and lots and lots of love for these kids that they desperately need. Um, and so I realize, I've, I've said a couple of names, Connect Caribbean Mission and One Child. Those two organizations are the organizations that we partnership with. And um, I love these two organizations. Connect Caribbean Mission is out of Tanya and I's uh, sending church called Connect Church in Ashland, Massachusetts. Um, our pastor, Derek Fry, is the pastor there. And his daddy, Ernie, long time ago started Connect Church. And through um, a relationship with the Dominican Republic, actually, I think it was he liked to go on vacation there. And um, while he was there, he saw the poverty and he was like, we need to do something about this. And so um, they started a hope center. They didn't really know um, at the time about other organizations that were doing this. And so they partnered with Dominican Republic, with churches in the Dominican Republic to set up a hope center where they can provide these things for kids. And, um, and so through our relationship with Derek Fry and Connect Church, um, we partnered with another organization called One Child. The fact is, is there are a bazillion different sponsorship organizations out there. There's Compassion International, there's Food for the Hungry, uh, there's One Child, and, um, and there's, there's so many more. And so um, a lot of them, a lot of them are, are usually right around the $40 a mark range. And so um, your money goes to help caring for these kids. What I love about uh, One Child is their mission statement. Their mission statement says this. It's, um, One Child is um, a global community of child champions. We just want to champion children today, kids that need Jesus. They're a, commu- a global community of child champions that serve children to, in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. For kids to see their God-given potential, they need a champion to come alongside of them. And they need to, to point them to Jesus. But here's what I love about these two organizations. What I love about them is uh, that in 2020, uh, 2018, Tanya and I got to go on a, on a trip 
to the Dominican Republic. And um, we got to go with Connect. And what we did was we interviewed pastors. And as we interviewed pastors, I was so honored to be a part of this process because Connect was looking to start more hope centers because they, for a long time, they just had one. But they wanted to partner with other local pastors. And what we did was we sat down with each one of them and we interviewed them. And, um, and we asked ourselves the question, does this pastor have the capacity to have a hope center in his church? Because what we do is we come alongside the local church. And that's why this sponsorship is so invaluable because it's done through the local church. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear me today. The local church is still the hope of the world. Because it is the physical representation of the true hope of the world, Jesus Christ. We represent Jesus. And as we represent Jesus as the physical representation. We get to love on kids. We get to love on people. We get to provide for people. We get to be the answer to poverty in this world. I love the relationships that we have through Connect and through One Child with the Dominican Republic. In 2018, Tanya and I got to go on this trip and we interviewed these pastors. And as we were interviewing these pastors, we would go from church to church, and I remember we pulled up to this one church, and everyone in the van, as they, as they read the sign, Iglesia Ser Refugio, they looked at Tanya and I and go, uh, I think this one's yours. <laughs> it's literally got your name on the church. I'm here to tell you that our Hope Center in the Dominican Republic is in a church called the Refuge Church. That's the only way, that, like, that's the way God works, is, like, sometimes the writing's, writing on, is on the wall, right? And this time it's on the sign, on the church, that says, Iglesia Se Refugio. And I just love that we get to sponsor these kids in this church. And as this church has grown, just like ours, there's more kids. And because there are more kids we get to have sponsorship Sundays every year. And it's, it's so incredible to watch God work through our, our sponsorship Sunday and through the Hope Center that, that he's given us. One of our values of working with the local church is, when we, is that when we go on this missions trip, not, it's one of, not one of our values, but it's something that's valuable about our partnership because it's through a relationship. When we go in 2024, in April, we get to work alongside our kids. Like the kid that you'll, um, if anybody picks up Yuleni, who is seven years old, and her birthday's May 1st, 2016. If anybody takes Yuleni home with them today, whoever is fastest after service today, <laughs> whoever takes her home gets to squeeze her neck when we go and hug her and, and, and work alongside, not, not like, you know what I mean, <laughs> love her and, and take care, like work alongside her, get to hear about her parents, her school, what she loves. And what's amazing is that as you take these kids home, it's not just the $40 a month, but you get to write them 
get to learn about them. Get to, they, they send you the most beautiful cards in the mail with, with drawings on. And, 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 and then it's, they, they write things in Spanish with their, with their little kid handwriting. And, it, and then it's interpreted in broken English. And it's just so beautiful to get to see God working in throughout the entire world. And, and it's a beautiful place like the Dominican Republic. Like, what, a, what, a, what an amazing opportunity. And so, um, why do we do this? Like, what's the whole purpose? And it leads me to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 uh, through 38. As I, as I thought about, about this day, I got to be honest with you. A part of me dreads it because I don't want to sound like a commercial. That's, I never want to sound like a commercial. I sound like a commercial today. Um, I know that. But I also love it. And the reason I love it is because it shows you our mission is not just for Wyndham, Maine. The reason we'll take one Sunday out of the 52 of the year to talk about sponsorship is because it shows you that we are a global church. That the hope that we have is for the entire world, not just our neighbor. It's especially for your neighbor, but it's also for the entire world. And so we get to love on people in the Dominican through Connect and through One Child, and I absolutely love it. But why do we do it? Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 38. I'm going to read it, but before I do, let's ask the Father to join our conversation today. Father, how great is your faithfulness. God, you're worthy of all of our praise I thank you so much that you love us. You gave your son Jesus to die for us, to rescue us. And Father, you don't just give us that, but you give us resources. We are blessed to be a blessing to others, and I thank you for that. Father, I pray that you would join in our conversation today as we read your word, that it would speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Verse 35 of Matthew 9 says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of the the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. What a sight that would be. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. A couple years ago, before Tanya and I discovered Grace Life International, which is where I I do all of the counseling that I receive now, uh, I've got a meeting with, with a, a counseling session tomorrow with my counselor, Mark. You guys have met him. Um, before we discovered them, we, uh, we had a, a Christian therapist by the name of, of Sean Lauder. Sean was a great friend, and he's still a great friend. And he was a great therapist that was, that was biblical. And, um, and we loved him. But um, one of the things that, that I noticed was that when we would talk and and I would start to feel things. 
I know that surprises you that I would get emotional. But as, I, as we talked about me, I would get emotional. And he would always stop and ask this question, where do you feel that in your body? And I, I got to be honest, I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, where, where, do you, where do you feel that in your body? And I would notice, I would feel it one of three places. Usually it was, it was, <laughs> it was in my chest. It was my heart, right? Or my gut. Like, I could feel it in my gut sometimes. And other times it was in my shoulders, and I, that was just because I was stressed out at the time, right? Because, like, it seems like those three places. But primarily it was in my heart or in my gut. And what I learned as I studied this scripture for this week I learned that that's biblical, that you feel things in your chest, in your heart, or in your, your gut. The word, as I, as I prayed about, about what to speak on this week, one word came to mind, compassion. The word compassion came to mind. And um, as I thought about the word compassion, it reminded me of, of in 2001, I got to go on a mission trip to uh, Lusaka, Zambia, as well as Nairobi, Kenya. And um, I've been on two mission trips my entire life. I went to Africa the first time, and I went to Brazil the second time. The second time, I led it in, as a youth pastor, and that was, that was kind of wild. Uh, only left one kid in Brazil. It was awesome. <laughs> I'll tell that story sometime. Um, but when I went to, to, to Africa... I went and trained in Florida before we went. It was with an organization called Time International. And when we went, we would learn these, these dramas because we didn't speak the language. And so we, we would act them out. It was the gospel. It was awesome. Well, when I, when I was in Florida, the, the first message that I heard about, about missions was um, by Pastor Janney. And he talked about this word, compassion. And he used... Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Well, as I studied compassion, I discovered that the Greek word here for, for compassion is the word splachnizomai. It's bonnese. Splachnizomai. It's so great to use, to use Greek and Hebrew because it's like you get to just like clear out your, your throat when you're saying it. Splachnizomai, right? But what's amazing is that the word means to be moved as to one's bowels. Yeah. To be moved as to one's bowels. Greek poets from Aeschylus down regarded the bowels as the seat of the more violent passions, such as anger or love. But by the Hebrews, they were seen as more, as, as seen as more of a tender affection place for your, your, your bowels were the more, for the more tender affections. Like when you feel it uh, in, your, in your gut, it's more for things like kindness and benevolence and compassion which is why we get the Hebrew word hamel is what's translated, which I'll get to in just a moment. But so when you get into the original language that the Bible was written in, it understood that the feeling that you feel comes from a place in your body. Compassion comes from your gut. 
your place of your bowels. And it reminds me of today's big idea. From Matthew chapter 9, our big idea today is this. If I have one thing to communicate to you, it is this one thing. Jesus taught us that compassion demands a response. Compassion demands a response as if your bowels demand a response. Come on, somebody. Uh, any IBS in here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't say that in the first two services. So I don't know. But when, you're mo- when, you're, when you feel it in your bowels, you got to do something about it. Compassion demands a response. I can't think of a better word to describe what we do with our Hope Center. It demands a response. When we look at, when I look at this little girl's face, I, I got to do something about it, which is why we're talking about it today. Because she is, she's worthy of my attention. She's a child of God. And I can do something about it because compared to her family, I am rich. Now, as I, was, as I, as I study God's word, um, one of the things that I, I pay attention to is called hermeneutics. Now, hermeneutics, uh, I took a hermeneutics class in Bible college at Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri. I took hermeneutics with Dr. Joseph Gleason. And I learned some things about hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is um, the methodology of interpretation, primarily the interpretation of God's word and the method of you doing it. And so as I study hermeneutics, I learned some principles. One of the principles is called the law of, uh, let, me, let me make sure I get it right here. It's, it's the law of first mention. The law of first mention says that if, I, if, if I'm studying a word, in the Bible, if I want to learn more about that word, go back to where it was first mentioned in all the Bible and get the context of what is being said about it the first time, and you kind of get more of an idea of God's heart behind that word. Now, this can get kind of hairy. I'm going to be honest with you. Just like a lot of the principles in uh, studying hermeneutics, they can get kind of kind of murky, if you will. And, and the reason for that, for example, is that um, with the law first mentioned, so the New Testament is written in Latin, Greek, and Aramaic, those three languages. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew. I study it in English. So do you understand, like, when you look back to a word, and you have to pay attention to the original language and, and the way that it was interpreted. And you have, to, you have to pay attention to the linguistics of it. Well, the law of first mention, when you study the word compassion, is so incredible. When you look at the first place that compassion is mentioned in the Bible, it is found in Exodus chapter 2, verse 6. 
Exodus chapter 2, verse 6 says this. When she opened it, she saw a child. The first mention of compassion of demanding a response to my love and affection towards something. That affection was towards a child. She opened it. She saw a child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him. In other words, she had compassion towards him. And she said, this is one of those Hebrews' children. So this is the story of Moses. At the time of Moses' birth, Pharaoh was killing all the children two years old and younger. And when Moses is born, his mom takes him, places him in a basket, and floats him down the river. And she just prays, God, help someone find him that will take care of him so that he doesn't get killed by Pharaoh. It just so happens that Pharaoh's daughter is walking down the river one day and she sees the basket floating and she sees him and she picks up the basket and she says oh this must be one of the Hebrews kids and then the amazing thing about this story is she takes this baby and she looks amongst the Hebrews all while hiding it from her dad who would have killed her and the baby if he had found it she takes it amongst the Hebrews and she's looking for someone that has the ability to breastfeed this baby. And Moses' mother is the one that breastfeeds him because Pharaoh's daughter supplied the resources for the baby to stay alive, and the mother fed the baby. This is why it's such a beautiful picture of what we do with the Hope Center in Dominican Republic. Because these kids are cared for by their parents, we just supply the resources. But the first time that compassion is mentioned in the Bible is in the Hebrew word. It's the word hamel, which is another fun word to say. Hamel means to have pity, which is what our translation said. But it also means to have compassion. To conclude today's message, I want to refer to an article from Christianity Today, an article that was written in 2013. So this, this article is 10 years old. So there's no question that these statistics have changed. The title of the article is, Want to Change the World? Sponsor a Child. 27 to 14%, sorry, 27 to 40% of kids that are sponsored will finish high school. 50 to 80% will go on to graduate college. 14 to 18% will have a salaried job by the time they're an adult or when they're adults. What I love about going to the Dominican Republic and, and not just staying at resort, because let's be honest, some of you have been in the DR before and you're like, I don't think there's kids there that need sponsored. Because all you do is, all Americans do when they go to the DR is they go to these resorts next to the ocean that are beautiful. And they never leave to walk the streets of the Dominican Republic. We'll go, walk, we'll walk the streets. We'll go to the churches. We'll see the kids. 
And as we went, we would see dads sitting at the doorstep of their front of their of their house with their friends playing cards, drinking alcohol, shooting craps, gambling. And that's how they cared for their family. Because they don't a lot of dads in the Dominican don't work. We got to witness this this problem, if you will. 35% of kids sponsored are more likely to have white collar employment as an adult. That's nothing against blue collar employment. 30 to 75% are more likely to, to be community leaders when they're older as adults. But this statistic was the one that stood out. 40 to 70% of kids sponsored are more likely to be church leaders, to, to serve in their local church. You know why? Because they see the value in the local church. There's nothing against organizations that don't partner with the local church like Samaritan's Purse and, and uh, Compassion, all these other organizations. But when you partner with the local church and you have a relationship with them, there's value there. I want to read a quote from that same article. It says this, Poverty causes children to have low self-esteem, low aspirations. The big difference that sponsorship makes is that it expands children's views about their own possibilities. Many of these children don't think that they are capable of much. We help them realize that there are, that they are each given special gifts from God to benefit their communities. And we try to help them develop aspirations for their future. Compassion demands a response. The question this morning is, how will you respond? How will you respond? Now, this is the last booklet that we have, but online you can go to the YouVersion Bible app. There's the links there. Also, you can just look up one child, type in Connect Caribbean Mission or type in the Dominican Republic and you will find kids that need sponsored. But what's your response today? The truth is, when God looked at the multitude, he had compassion for them. I don't know if you know this, you were a part of that multitude. I was a part of that multitude. The compassion that God had cost him his son, Jesus. The response that he paid was Jesus coming to earth to die on the cross for our sin, to bring us into relationship with him. Have you responded to God's compassion towards you? Stand your feet, I wanna pray with you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm so glad you came to church today. So glad. How are you gonna respond? Our doors are open. Our next step doors are open to my right, your left.
there's someone in the room that wants to pray for you, wants to pray with you. But what's your response? Have you responded to God's compassion? Father, I thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. God, I can't imagine what that must have felt like to watch your son hanging on a cross between heaven and earth, broken, bloodied, beaten for me, for my sin, so that you no longer have to see my sin when you look at me. All you see is your precious son. God, thank you for paying that price for me. God, if there's anyone in this room that have never responded to your compassion today, I pray, God, that they would say this prayer right where they stand. God, I know I need you because of my sin. God, thank you for sending Jesus as a response of your compassion to me to die in my place so that I don't have to so that I could receive him as my Savior and my Lord and be in relationship with you. God, I thank you for being my Father, for giving me new identity, for helping me live for you all the days of my life. I love you, God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, mark it on the card. We want to celebrate you today. Go over there and see them in the Next Steps place. And we've got a Bible for you. I am so glad you came. I'm going to take this out there so that you guys can run to it. I love you. Have a great day.